Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter. This is a place where authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs can share the story behind their process. You will also hear solo episodes where I give writing tips, inspiration, encouragement, and lessons I've learned throughout my writing journey, all inspired by the Holy Spirit. Grab a cup of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to visit my website at annewritesinspiration.com. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison. And before I introduce my special guest, I want to remind you to subscribe to the video if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe to the channel, like the video, and turn on the notification bell so that you get notified when I post new videos. And if you're on the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. It does help people find me. So also, one more thing I want to suggest is that you grab your cup of coffee, grab a beverage, grab something to eat, sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview. So my special guest today is Teresa Gufanti, who is a blogger and a podcaster. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Hi, how are you today, Anne? Thanks for having me. I am great. Thank you for being here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a follower of Christ, a child of God. That's first, first and foremost. Um, I am just turned 50. Woohoo! I'm very excited about that. I, <laughs> my age doesn't bother me. I am, oh gosh, I've graduated college. I, I'm just an all-around girl. I like to exercise. I'm just me. I don't know. I'm not good at doing intros. <laughs> um, I, do, I dabble in a little bit of everything. Right now, I'm currently not working. I am the host of Struggling Blessed But Not Alone podcast. I'm trying to get a book written um, about my life story, but what God has done in and through me. So I live in Dallas, Texas. Um, that's me. I don't know. What would you, you know, what would you like to know? Ask me anything. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, you have a struggle that you face on a daily basis. Let's start with how did you lose your vision and what struggle do you face in, because of that? Well, we're always struggling no matter, we're either coming in, going <clears throat> out, and, or coming through something at all times. Because if you, especially if you're a believer in Christ, God says you will never not suffer in this, in this world until we get to heaven. So that's first and foremost, but yes. Uh, my biggest struggle, but my biggest blessing is my loss of sight. And if you, as you asked, um, how did it all happen? Well, it's not something I did. I didn't eat too much, didn't eat too little, um, didn't get hit over the head. My parents had the same recessive gene. Um, and the disease I have is macular degeneration because I because my parents had the same recessive gene. It's called Stargardt's. It's a child version form of macular degeneration. There is a wet macular degeneration and a dry. I don't really know enough about it because I don't do the research, you know, um, don't follow all the research, but it, it's a child's version. So it just, as time goes on, it progresses. No one ever explained to me that at this point it would progress so bad. And what I mean so bad is um, I used to be called low vision, visually impaired. And now I can say I'm almost totally blind. Like today, I can't see my computer screen. Um, I can't see color. I can't see detail. So 
I, I struggle in the last five years with losing my sight. Um, so my biggest struggle is just trying to navigate this world with my blindness, being alone, but I'm really never alone. Um, I always have God on my side, but physically doing life alone. But I am so grateful that God instilled in me and as a young girl to to always be able to reinvent myself, to always be able to pull myself out of whatever. But is it easy, Anne? Absolutely not. Do I face lots of different journeys? Absolutely. But I think I'm so thankful that I have come through so many times. But this, then the last five years, this losing 90% of my life and it's still ticking away, like I want to kind of say like a time bomb, but it's okay. Um, I, I can't see in front of me anymore. I have to use a cane. Um, a visual, you know, I have to, I wear sunglasses 90% of the time because the sun hurts my eyes because the more light that comes in the, the, the blinder I get. So I have like a, a light perception thing. Well, now with macular degeneration, usually they'll say the more light you have, the better off it is. But mm -mm, as I've lost more and more sight, it's the opposite. The more light that comes in, the more sight I lose. But I can't tell color anymore. I, I can't tell detail. Like to put on my makeup, I've always put makeup on, but to put on makeup, I've learned from a blind person how to do it at a young age, but now I really am doing it. Now, I never really used a mirror. So however it looks today is how I've always done it. Um, but I've learned through the years just to do it without a mirror, but now I physically can't see myself in the mirror to check to make sure it looks good. Um, but I know all the years of doing it with looking in the mirror afterwards and then getting people telling me that it looked okay, I'm sure it looks fine. Um, I am a, a girl through and through, so even when I had to start using a cane, I rocked my cane. Um, and I bought every color that I could under the sun. <laughs> so within my outfits, if I'm wearing pink, I have a pink one. If I'm wearing blue, I have a blue one. If I have a head, you know, depending upon what I want to do, I just rock my cane. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, when I was younger, people used to say to me, Anne, um, why don't you have a cane? Because I was low vision. I could see it's, it's a different world, the stages that I've gone through with my vision, my vision loss. So I didn't need one. When, it, when this first happened at, at age 11, like it was always rearing its head in my body. Like I think when I had a conversation a long time ago with my dad, as time went on and I was getting older, we, we knew something was wrong, but we didn't know what. It was just slowly, like I said, like a kind of like a ticking, slowly ticking time bomb. It was just slowly digressing, digressing. So first I may have used magnifiers and first it was nothing. For, but when it really reared its ugly head was when I was 11. I was sitting in a classroom in fifth grade. I was looking down at the book. I was writing on a piece of paper, just my classroom lesson. I looked up at the chalkboard. I could see because I was reading my book. I knew I needed to look up at the chalkboard to see what was on that chalkboard. The next thing you know, I couldn't see the chalkboard. It was just unclear. It was, it was not too blurry, not too foggy. It was just unclear. So as I looked up at the chalkboard, then I looked back down at my book and I was like, what? What happened? Well, I was only 11. I raised my hand, went up to the teach. She called on me. I asked her if I could come to her desk. Um, she said, of course. I told her what was happening. And then she turned around and just said, Teresa, I'll write a note to your, to, your, to your mom and, you know, she'll probably take you to the eye doctor. Don't worry. Everything will be okay. Like I wasn't going to tell my mom that I couldn't see when I got home, but it was good. She wrote a note. And then when I went home, my mom, of course, made an eye doctor appointment. And lo and behold, I went, they gave me a pair of prescription glasses thinking, oh, all she needs is a pair of glasses. And I already had an eye doctor because, um, I had had a lazy eye at one point and had to have surgery when I was much younger than that. 
But now we think, even my dad used to say, because my dad just passed away, Anne, in August, and God rest his soul. But in August, uh, I mean, he died in August. But what, you know, me and my dad discovered much later on was, you know, we think it was all, not that I didn't have a lazy eye and that wasn't, but it was always just there and it was just starting to develop. So, so I went to the, I went to the, um, to the eye doctor and he gave me a pair of glasses and I went back to school and it was like looking through a window pane. It, there was no change. I still couldn't see. And back in those days, I don't know how it was for you, but you know, I'd always be like, like the kind of like you need to let the medicine work like there was medicine in the glasses and or they just my mom just thought I really didn't want to wear glasses uh, I really probably didn't want to wear glasses they were goofy but they were fine for the times but it was no change so then I went back to the eye doctor and then he made an appointment for this really great place in Miami because I lived in South Florida um, Hollywood Florida at the time um, but he made an appointment for me to go to Baskin and Palma Eye Institute, and it's a big place in Miami, and it took 45 minutes to get there, but it's all, that's all okay. We got there, and I saw over 50 doctors, Anne, and they asked me every single question under the sun. Now, I was 11, and back in the 80s, because it was probably 1980, because I was born in 1970, so 81 more than likely, but, you know, I'm sure drugs were around, but kids don't do it, like, kids are more informed about these things. They asked me if I did drugs. They asked me if anyone abused me, hurt me, if I was beaten or anything like that. They asked me just all these odd questions. And I'm like, why are they? But I answered all their questions. It was even cool. And because my grandmother on my dad's side, he came in the room. So out of all these 50 doctors, he was one of the doctors that I saw. And he's like, I already know her grandmother and grandfather and, and a lot of their, their, you know, their history. So he brought that history along with him. So but after we saw all 50 doctors and they did all the eye exams and they asked me all the questions, the eye doctor, Dr. Howard, um, and, and he, um, he told my parents, why don't you go to lunch? We're going to all meet in a room and we're going to get together. And then, you know, after lunch, we'll have a meeting with you and we're going to just discuss what this could be. So my parents were like, okay, so we went to probably McDonald's or wherever, you know, and you know, we just waited till we came back from lunch. And the next thing we know, we, that Dr. Howard calls us in a room with two other doctors. And he just starts explaining to my parents that, that I have a, a, a disease that called macular degeneration and that, you know, it's more something that elderly, older people get at ages 65 and older, but it's a child's version of that more than likely my parents had the same recessive gene. And back then they didn't do gene testing. So this is just their book research stuff. And that my dad was like, that's fine. I, I'm fine with whatever you're telling me. Just fix it. Just fix it. Get her to see again. And the doctor's like, Dr. Howard. And he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Gafanti. There's really no cure at this point. All we can do is, is just give her some, some low vision aids and like magnifiers and there's different technology things. And back then we didn't have computers that talked and all this stuff, but that's, you know, and then that's where my journey started. So I started slowly where I, where I was writing on paper and I could color and do all those things. And slowly through times, it went, it ticked from a two magnifying degree to a 10 to then using a, a machine called a CCTV to then, you know, having special classrooms. And that's how it, that's how my story or how it happened. And then, you know, and then I think I did go to the doctor and they did see different things as time was changing, but nobody really said, and it wasn't that it was a big loss because I should have realized as I was going up in magnifier strength, it was ticking more and more away, but no one ever said I would lose this much sight. They didn't tell me I would pretty much go blind that, you know, cause it's the difference is there's two parts of your eye and 
there's center vision and peripheral vision. And this macular degeneration hits the center vision. So when that hits, it hurts, it hits the ability to read small print, detail, to drive, to to see color, all that kind of stuff. But your set your peripheral vision is side vision, like football, basketball players. When you're driving in your car and you're keeping your head straight, but you're looking, you see the cars on the side, that's what your peripheral vision attacks. Like that's what you see when you're using your peripheral vision. So it just attacks the center, but the center, they're both very important. Um, macular degeneration attacks the central, retinitis pigmentosis is a more of a tunnel vision. That is the opposite of what I have, and that attacks the peripheral vision. So both do something totally different, but you do lose a lot of sight. So in 2015, I had moved, in 2013, I had moved to Texas, and if I would have known, I would have never moved, but, you know, I was just doing my thing. I was just visually impaired. In 2015, I was, you know, working, and I something was happening. I noticed things were changing, but one day, because I'd say something to my friends, like the sun's different, something's going on. And, you know, like, and, and I was walking one lady, my good friend Tamala was teaching me how to take the buses because I had just come to Texas and I had transportation, but just faster to get, you know, regular transportation, just to, you know, use a bus or a train. And I like to exercise. So I was always in shape, either in of being heavy or out of being heavy. I was also a personal trainer. So with all that, um, we were walking one day and we were both from South Florida, or from Florida. She was a different part, but it's still Jacksonville, I think is where she was or something like that. But we came to Texas at two different times that we, you know, became friends. And I'm like, the sun is just different here. The sun is just, I blamed it on everything, but I didn't realize that I was losing more sight, but I still could do so much. And I was working so much at the time from, you know, that I was focusing so much on work. I, I really wasn't paying attention but it was just and then one day I it was about August I mean not August about April I had planned a trip to go home to Florida go to Disney World and as I got off the plane I told you know my friend already knew something was happening and I'm like yeah no something's still wrong well we drove from South Florida to Daytona where my parents were because we were going to Disney World but we stopped off at my parents house and I'm sitting in my parents house and all of a sudden it just snapped again, kind of like it snapped when I was 11. It snapped so bad that I dropped a rubber band on the floor and I was sitting talking to my, I was sitting on the floor. My, my sister-in-law was sitting on the, on the couch and all of a sudden we're sitting there talking and I'm like, she's like, what's wrong? She could tell within my face something was wrong. And I'm like, I all of a sudden am searching, like touching everywhere going, I can't find the rubber band. I can't find the rubber band. And she's like, it's to the left of you. She's like, what do you mean you can't see the rubber band? And I'm like, Cause you know, it's nothing that I'd ever, I've never been, you know, I just would, I'd have to look closer or, but I just couldn't see it at that point. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I did think something of it, but I'm like, okay, I don't know. Maybe I just need to go back to the eye doctor and get glasses. Well, my, so we left there, we had a great time. We left there, but what I did recognize through the trip of Disney world during the day, my friend was dragging me through Disney world. Now I did not feel comfortable. We could have got a wheelchair. I didn't want to ruin Disney world for my friend at the end. It really was a ruined trip. We ended up not, we're now not friends because of it, just because it, and it's a sad story. And one day I hope to connect with her again, but she was, she had just lost her friend and, and I just exploded at the end of the trip because we just were like, what was going on and so much had happened. But the moral of the story is I was realizing that during that time, during the night, I could see a lot better. Like I could see my food. I could see different things. Still wasn't great still, but during the day, every time, the more light that appeared, I just couldn't see.
And today, as long as I keep my house dark, I can see, but I just still can't see food. I can't see. There is still so much of a loss. So that is my blindness story all in a nutshell. I mean, you can ask, please, I know I'm just talking, but I know you also want to hear my story, but please ask me whatever you want at this point. But that is my vision story and, and, and how it happened. And the hardest thing is being alone and not having anyone to help me. But God is great. He's merciful. He brings me who I need when I need them. Well, this we're, we're focusing on your story today anyway, but explain to me, I know because you've, you've had vision, but tell me about why you're so color oriented. What, what is it about the colors that, that hooks you in? Well, it's not about color. It's about everything. I, I mean, I know you're blind and you have a different, because you've been blind all your life, you've never seen. So I it's not so much that it's color. It's just the world. I love the beauty of the world. I love seeing a tree. I liked going for walks. I still can go for a walk, but it's not the same. I'm also kind of afraid. I'm still panicked a little bit to go outside and do those things because I'm not used to Texas. Yes, there's mobility and different things you can get, but it's still a frightening world when you had sight and you just hear different sounds differently. Like I think, you know, so it's not so much that I focus on color or one thing or another, but I love the beauty. I, I, I don't want to lose a little bit I have because I love seeing someone's face. I love, and I do know that, you know, I do hear the other sounds and I've always heard the other sounds, but I just love the world around me. I love the creation that God has created. I love, if you've had sight, you'd understand this a little bit more. And it's just, what you, when you lose something that you had, it, it's so much harder. If you've never had it, you don't know what it's to, to lose it. But I, I was an artist. I love to draw. I love to write on pieces of paper. I, I just love the world around me. I love to watch the birds. I love to sit outside and to see the birds. And now I can still do that and hear that, but I just feel like something's been taken away from me. And, I, and I'm grateful because I, I knit and do all kinds of things and someone has to tell me what color it is and I know how to match colors. But I just, this just was a part, it's a part of the sighted world. I, it's so hard for me to explain because it's something that's taken away. Well, but is all, it all? Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Is it all bad? No, absolutely not. I just see the eyes from a different lens because like I said in my podcast a few weeks ago, um, cause I was talking about the differences of people and I never, I was never raised to judge people or, or be judgment. You know, we all judge in some manner. I'd be wrong if I said I, I judge, you know, didn't judge anybody, but you see the world, you don't see color. So you're not focused on what someone really true. You'll, you'll, you'll date that person more so because you're not focused on the outward appearance. You know, you're not judging a book and I don't really judge a book by its cover, but you're definitely not judging someone by the way they look. You're literally just listening to them a little bit differently. Now, can you judge by their sound of their voice? Absolutely. Can you judge by something they do because you hear it or you, you know, absolutely. But I think judgment would be such less if people didn't, weren't able to see. So I'm blessed to be able to be in this world as well, but it is a struggle for me. And being alone, I think the harder part is that I don't have a mate to, to, to help me. But God, again, is gracious. He brings me that right on time person. Right. But I was going to say, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the listeners, though I have some who are blind, a lot of my listeners are sighted. So you guys would understand that more than I would. So let me ask you one more question before we switch topics. You're fine. Do you have any advice or words of encouragement for someone who is losing their sight? 
just know you can do anything. Don't, don't make it about the sight loss. Make it about reinventing yourself because that is the one thing that my friends, you know, I was on a phone the other call with a friend just yesterday, but it happens time and time again because I'll go through this, this sad point and work because it's hard and I, and I am, you know, again, alone and I, I know I'm never alone, but, but we're talking physically. We're not talking spiritually. But, and, and again, but um, they would always say, Teresa, we know you, we know you'll reinvent yourself. So again, what am I doing? I'm reinventing myself. I've got a podcast up, so I'm doing awareness. Uh, I'm doing other platforms. I'm just, so I'm just making aware. But my advice to someone is don't give up. Don't stop. Every day is a new day. As long as we can wake up, even if we don't wake up, and as long as you're a believer in Christ, you've got it. You've got the best blessing ever because you're going to heaven. Um, but you've got another chance to reinvent yourself. You know, just like I say to people, and I know you've heard me say this, if you can't do something today and, you know, like whether it's make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or, or because you're young and you just never cooked or you got to try, you don't fail unless you try and you don't fail just because you can't do it. It's just, you got to try again. No two days are actually ever the same. It's kind of like, you know, that movie Groundhog Day where the guy kept mm -hmm. repeating, repeating the day. <laughs> I, I really don't believe that could ever happen. There's something different that's going to change. And and it'll be dropped in your lap and you just got to keep going. Just keep going and know that if I can do it and Anne can do it and so many other people can do it, like that famous person didn't get famous overnight. There are famous people that started out bagging groceries or working at McDonald's or, you know, babysitting. They had to put themselves out there. So just keep trying. Do not give up. Know that God is for you and not against you. And, and, and even don't, don't let the lies of, of the, the world sometimes whisper to you that you can't. I have this can-do attitude. And, and that's what I want people to know is you can do anything you try, you put your mind to. God is, is really going to get you through it as well. My faith, again, just always will bring me through it. But, you know, I'm grateful to have those friends that go, we, 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 they don't know what to say. They feel bad, but they, they do know because they've seen me reinvent myself that I can do it. And I do know I can, but it is hard. So I just, the thing that I would say is just keep at it, keep going. Because, you know, that no, 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 at some point, you know, you're a book author, you get this, you probably get this all yeah. the time from people, you know, they put out their book, they try to get it published and someone says, no, 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 but it's that one more push that someone says, sure, I'll publish it. Or you figure out how to publish it yourself. Exactly. You're going to get rejections and you just find a way to work around it. Exactly. So pull through it. Just pull through it and know you could do it. Go ahead. Right. Okay. So now we're going to talk about your blogging. What inspired you to start a blog? Well, what inspired me? This is a good question. So years ago, I would, I'm, I'm, I have the gift of gab and <laughs> <laughs> I really have the gift of gab. If you didn't notice that now you do, but, but, um, I would always just tell people my story. Like I'd be, you know, we'd be talking and I'd have conversations with anyone on a transportation ride. I was just friendly. I'd say hello to people. I would just, I like talking to people. So I would always tell my story to someone or just say something or, or give positive reinforcement or whatever I was doing. And people would always say, you need to write a book. And I was like, yeah, that ain't happening. I mean, I'll get someone to eventually ghostwrite it, you know, like that kind of thing. And then in 2015, um, God laid it on my heart to just start blogging. Then I pulled it down because I am not a good writer. I went back to college. I've got so many stories. So um, I got an opportunity much later in life to go back to college. Um, again, a great another story for another day, or you can ask me again, ask me whatever. But um, 
writing just wasn't my forte. I love math. I like math because one and one equals two. There's no way around it. You're not going to get any number. Three and three equals six. Unless you put a multiplication sign, then it adds to nine. You know, then it multiplies to nine. But there's just that sign that'll make it change. It doesn't just change on its own. But with writing, it's all subjective. And to me, it's like you could sometimes, you know, persuade the writer and and I just was like, hey, I'm not into writing. I just didn't care for writing. I just, plus, you know, so it wasn't my thing. So, but, and then I had some grammar issues because in high school and middle school, I, I did, ooh, excuse me, fix those things much later on in life. And because when I went back to college, right after I graduated high school, I had to refix myself, meaning they gave me a degree. I earned the degree somewhat, but they just really pushed me through. So I knew in my college years I would have to start one class at a time and I started 18 and I, I didn't really drop out, but I stopped when I was 25. So I was taking one class at a time and sometimes I couldn't take a class because I had to work because someone had to pay for it and all those agencies that say they'll help and do things. Well, I'm an advocate for that too, to make sure that people do get the rights they need in, in disabilities and stuff like that. But, but um, they weren't really helping. They labeled me more as a problem child than a child who needed help because she was losing her sight. Um, but lo and behold, so I had to fix myself. So writing just wasn't my thing. So in 2015, I started my blog, pulled it down because I didn't feel comfortable. And then in 2018, I said, God just stilled it in my heart. Just do it. My sister-in-law um, also encouraged me. People encouraged me just to do it because they were reading some of the things I wrote. So I just started writing and it just took off from there. And I've obviously gotten better in my writing and things have changed. And I, and I just write now I just write my story for the Lord. And as you know, cause when I met you, I was like, Oh, I'm not writing my story. Maybe I'll pay you to write my story. And you're like, ah, you're going to be an author. And, That's and it right. was like, <laughs> and it's like, I pretty much now can, I can add author to the list, you know, because I'm publishing a blog. Um, I'm writing a blog each week. So I just write, but it's not, it has to come. I, I pray over it. I, I, again, for me, it's all faith-based. Some Again, I, you know, God is leading me in this direction. He now wants me to tell my story. And there's so much more to, you know, after all well, my dad was passing away, there's such, and if you go to my blog, um, Teresa-blessings.blog, and I know you'll have it in your show notes, um, all the places to connect with me, you can read wonderful stories like my story of a year and a, a year and a or a month and a day of when my dad passing, you'll hear a story. I write a great story that I got at Christmas time um, called Welcome to the Celebration. That's more of a Christian story where I take you on a trip, what it would be like in heaven. But God gave me that. And it was reading the Bible and really connecting with God. But God was showing me during my dad's passing how I now needed to really get my story out there and be that advocate for people with disabilities, but more so get my story out to show that I'm a God girl and what God is doing in and through me. And my story is because of him, because he's working in and through me. Yes, I'm doing it, but I'm his child. And I'm just saying, you know what? God's going to get you through it. So it's a faith-based story, but, but on my podcast, cause I interview people that have struggles like you've been in my podcast. Um, but in, in that thing, I'll interview anyone cause everybody's going through a struggle. It doesn't matter. But for me, I believe we are all blessed. We are all blessed. And, but, and, but we also, I have to underline that word, but, and put it in capitals, but we are not alone. But it's, it's your journey you have to take to say, do I want to, you know, which way do I want to go with God? I won't force you on my journey, but I will talk about my God and my Jesus because I'm, I will never put him behind a bush. So that's that. So what else would you like to ask me? Hope I'm probably answering a lot of questions as I'm just rambling on. Uh, no, you are, but that's good. That's good. And I was going to say, amen to that. Okay. So now I don't have a lot more questions about the blog, but, uh -huh. um, 
because I don't no, anywhere. But because I'd love people to go check it out. But tell me what inspired you to start the podcast. So it was just my next venture. So in 2000, <laughs> at the beginning of 2019, I would say, I was on fa Facebook and I have this love-hate relationship with Facebook. I really, I, I, I really, yeah, I, re <laughs> well, I really don't like it at all. I don't like putting, I really don't want to talk about my life, Anne. I, I really don't want to go to the world and tell strangers my life because I like to be private. But I have to, because if I'm struggling going through something hard and, and I have always wanted to be a motivational speaker um, as well. There's so many things that I've done. I've been a personal trainer, motivational. So I, I mean, I can, you know, I'm always motivating, motivating people and doing that kind of thing or, but I think now it's just time. So God just in, in 2019, I started a Facebook page and I just was crying out to the world, but trying to get my story out there. Then I stopped it and I cut it all off because it was, to me, it was like getting too dangerous. I was getting some, some people were fishing me and that kind of stuff. And, you know, um, someone pretended to be Dr. Tony Evans, not realizing that I really go to Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church. So they were texting me and, and trying to, and I kind of fell for it at first, but then I'm like, but I have a dear friend who's friends with him. So I could, and I do go to church there. So I could make that connection to realize this really isn't him and he's not computer savvy. So, so, you know, and it just scared me. So I was like, you know what, God, I can't do this. But then during the passing of my dad, um, and during that time, God really, as I was sitting in the room with my dad, we had praise and worship music on. We had Dr. Charles Stanley on. We had many pastors on, but mainly the biggest one because he loved it, Charles Stanley. Um, I was sitting there and praying to God, watching my dad just wither away, but it was okay. Um, God was showing me, it's now time. You've got to let your dad go. And you've got, you've got to, you've got to now announce it to the world that what I, what I'm doing and, and and just show people that you can do this, that you're going to, you know, whether it's a motivational speaker, whether I'm on, you know, church platforms, wherever I haven't done much platforms yet. I did this week get invited to, I've gotten invited for a lot of times, but I finally took her up on it was um, it's called the Dallas. Oh, fellowship blind. I forgot. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. We'll add it to the show notes so people can know, but it's, and I'll think about it correctly, but it's a blind, um, church organization where they get together every week and they just talk about the Lord and, and you know, because of COVID, they started getting on every week. So my friend Randa will have someone on there to give their testimony or to, to do a sermon. So she had asked me and I never felt comfortable, but we got connected one day and, and I was like, you know what, I'll do it now. And she's like, okay. So that was one of my, besides blog, you know, besides, um, what is it called? Besides doing this podcast, now I was added there and asked to go there. Now, a while ago, I went to someone's church. I met an Uber driver and he asked me to speak at his church, but this was way before this stuff was really like, like I was really hitting a platform to talk. So God has always been preparing me, but then that po that's how that podcast got started in the beginning of 2000, this year, the beginning of this year, or five weeks ago, six weeks ago, I just, God put it on my heart to do it. And now, can you believe, Anne, in only five weeks, I have had over 260 listeners. Now, I have worked hard to push it out there. You have tweeted about it. I have tweeted about it. We've marketed it some way, but people have come back. Those numbers are ticking up there. My listeners are liking it. I am not scripted in any way. I just tell my story and I pray to get better. And there's, there's amazing changes that God has done from episode one to this week I've recorded. I just am almost done recording this week's episodes, which will, which will air on Friday, which is going to be called. Um, but by the time this airs, I'll have another one done, but it's called words of encouraging and a little bit of my struggle. Um, just so I can get the listeners who 
who, excuse me, who don't know me, but people are sharing it out. Thank you for sharing it out. Please keep sharing it out. That podcast is called Struggling Blessed But Not Alone Podcast. It is on your your home, your it's also on your home devices. If you just ask your your wake up word and then say play struggling blessed but not alone podcast, boom, I'll be in your house, I'll be in your car. Or if you go on your favorite podcast player, um, through Spotify and Apple Podcast and Google Play, I'm 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 on those lovely platforms. Just type in struggling blessed but not alone, and you'll hear me. You'll hear different people. I even have an interview with you that I aired last week that, or, you know, it's still airing. It'll always air, but I just, you know, posted that up there. So now we're flipping the switch and you get me. <laughs> right, exactly. So if people have a story of a struggle they've had and how they've come, uh, how they've come through and reached the other side and, you know, been blessed by that struggle, what do they do? Where do they go? Oh, to, to, to be interviewed. Okay, so for me to interview. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. They can email me at Teresa-Blessings at Outlook.com and just give me, a, give me some information. Um, I can connect with them there. They can go to Struggling Blessed But Not Alone podcast um, on their favorite and hit the message button and just tell me a little bit there. They can't, it's really, you can, um, that's really it. If you email me or, or hit me up on my, on my, um, you can also reach out to me on Twitter, right? Yeah, I don't. I'm not really good at Twitter because I just started doing Twitter. But yep, I think there's a way. Yep, you can follow me now on Twitter as well as reach me on Twitter. Um, I I would say my my account is struggling blessed but not alone at Teresa underscore Gafanti. But I know there's a, a web address. That I will put you, it in the show notes. Exactly. But those are the <laughs> way. Those and you can you know you can even now also message Anne and she can get it you know she can message me and I'll, and I, it will be me calling you back or emailing you back and we will have a, you know, I'm just not going to air anyone. And as you know, I, I do my research to make sure that you're just not, you know, that we can, that you're good and I'm good. Meaning that, you know, it doesn't always have to be a believer or someone, you know, I'm not so much, of course, I'd like the believer on the show, but everybody goes, if you're, it's a financial struggle, if it's a disability struggle that you've gone through, whatever your struggle is, and I'll, you know, and I will get, you know, so it's, it's just that. So that's how they can reach me. Okay. So you just told everybody where they can find you online. So. <laughs> right. Yes. www.teresa-blessings.blog. And the link to her podcast, which I'll put in the show notes is anchor.fm slash Teresa Dash Gafanti. I'll put that in the show notes too. So, and I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Struggling Blessed But Not Alone page. So you could catch me there too. I've done those things in the in the last week, which I this is the first time I'm announcing it. But by the time I we air this, my podcasters will also know because they will have heard it on my show because that show is going to air this Friday. But either way, that's still good. We're you know your your people need to hear it too. Anyone, right? You know, I, I welcome all people to come and listen. Give me a try, but don't just listen once because remember, I'm just starting out and I'm just being me. I'm raw, real, and live. You know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a person just like you. The greatest statement I can tell you is we all put on our pants the same way, whether you are a top executive or you are down, and I don't even want to say down on the totem pole because every job is important and it doesn't matter what you do. If that bathroom isn't clean and, and the custodial person is cleaning up the bathroom, nobody's going to come in the office. If it, you know, if the pipes break, you need that plumber. So everybody in the chain is someone important. No, but just because you've gotten a job 
doesn't mean you're more important than someone else. At some point, that CEO, CFO, that leader may be knocked down as well and have to start back up. Or maybe that person's just starting out or they just need to get a job because they need to put food on their table. Maybe they were a parent raising children and they just needed a job. They just need a hand up, not a hand out. Or maybe it's the other way around. How do you no, say that you, one? No, actually, you said it right. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. I did it. <laughs> Yay! Because <laughs> I'm so bad at doing those things. Yeah. So, you know, on my podcast, I screwed it up, but we knew that you were going to correct me as well. So, yay, I yay. did it. <laughs> so, anyways, and I do have a great – I mean, I'll tell you that I've talked to trees. I'll give you – I mean, I've even talked to a mannequin before, but the only thing different is you've probably done some of the things I've done. The only thing different is you – I'm talking to the audience. They've got full sight. At least I have an excuse why I did it but it's okay it doesn't make you any less because you weren't paying attention and you and you walked into a, a glass window or instead of the door or whatever you know we're, we're all just humans just reaching for I, I really hope to bring hope and inspiration and inspire and motivate and just educate people on on what I've gone through and I just it just been always been told that you know your story matters that's all I can say and that's your type you know that but you're right your story does matter and it's a journey you remind me before we close out you remind me of a, of a story i heard about a teacher who's blind uh -huh. at my school and he ran into a tree and just said hello to it i did that on my podcast <laughs> i tell people I, I i'm looking to the side and the little bit of sight i have i say hello to the tree and then i really just go and i go i laugh i more laugh than anything i know my my dear friends like missy and louie and some of them they're laughing people you know they used to get offended a little, like not offended, but oh my gosh, I feel bad. But then they realize I've got this sense of humor and I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell this story. I'm going to tell the story because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It's just, you know, it's like, okay, this is what happened. So I literally said, you know, in the podcast, but I really said to the tree, hello to the tree. I didn't realize it was a tree. Then I'm like, oops, it was a tree. But then all of a sudden I was like, well, I guess nature needed me to say hello to it today so it could grow a little bit better. You know, they do say talk to plants. So what's so bad about exactly. me saying hello to the tree? People may think we're crazy, but you know what? We have our own reasons behind. No. <laughs> no. We have the reason behind what we do. So. I, I know. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, I also tell people all the time and it's hard for me because I struggle and, you know, this podcast has given me life. It has given me a little bit of money because I did get a sponsor and all that stuff, but thank you to everyone who's listening and please keep listening. And I hope you're getting something out of it and messaging me, but you guys are giving me life because with this Corona thing, I've connected with so many people. This Corona thing is, is a horrible thing. God's shaking us up and we're not listening. We need to get on our knees, you know, and, and, and put God back into our lives. I will talk a lot about God, but, but on the other hand, Thank you for tuning in, for paying attention, for laughing, for listening, for those 265 people that have checked in and checked them all out. Thank you. Thank you for coming back every week and listening to them. It is amazing to watch those numbers go up. And, and, I, and I know that's a small about, amount for the internet, but it's a large amount. So yeah, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful, but it's God working in and through me. And it's just saying, Teresa, don't be scared. Do this. So I, I've now challenged myself with God on my side to do this. Right. So do you have a favorite, favorite Bible verse you'd like to share? Absolutely. I have a ton of Bible verses, but the Bible verse I have to say is my favorite is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through the years it's changed, but really that is the one that I know Philippians 4.13. I use the New King James or not New King. Well, I have used to use that one, but for the most part, I read the NIV or the AS, the ASB. Then, uh, NASB. Yeah. The American standard Bible. Cause that's what we use at our church. I do have the, um, Anyways, I was going to say, I do have the talk to Tony Evans Bible, but I can't read it, but that's okay because um, it's not on Audible or anything like that. But, um, but, but the Bible I really go to is the NASB. So, yep, 
and anything, even if I'm on the treadmill, when I used to work out and exercise and right now I'm overweight, but that's okay. I'll get back down there. People have seen me skinny, small, skinny, small, skinny, small. So it's just, but again, it's just reinventing myself and it's not healthy to keep getting skinny, <laughs> small, but again, it is what it is. We're living life. You know, right. we're living life and you got to do the best you can. Just give it your all. Give it your all and know at some point it'll snap in the direction it needs to go. And if sometimes some things don't work, it wasn't meant to happen and you'll find something else from it. So, yeah. Okay. So that's my not... favorite Bible verse. Sorry. Cool. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, so I have not asked this question of people in a long time because usually I'll forget to ask it because we're huh. on different topics. But I'm going to ask you a fun question today. Are you okay. ready for this one? Absolutely. I love any question. Okay. So if you could meet and talk to anyone past or present, who would that be and why? Wow. You know, I think people are going to be surprised by my answer because I don't put anyone on a pedestal anymore because it would be Jesus. I really wish Jesus could come down here before I die. And I could really sit and have a conversation with Jesus, God. I really, that's, that's who I would like to just sit down with before I go to heaven. You know mm -hmm. what? You can do that every day. I do do that every day. No, 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 no. But I physically want to see him, ah. touch him, grab him. No, 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 no. I do it every day. No, no. I know I do it every day, but I'm saying physic. You're asking me who I'd like to meet physically. That is who I would like to meet. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Physically. No, 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 no. I, I, no, I get you. Yeah, physically, but but and I said that to my dad one day. I'm like, can God just come down and Jesus just come down and sit with me? But that we can't, you know, it's not it's not doable because no then, one can look at the face of God and live. Well, but well, that but moreover, that is totally true. But also, what is faith, belief, and hope, and trust? Right, it's believing in something you don't see. Right, and and that's the, that's the thing that kills me a little bit. If I can go on for a minute more with with just a little bit, of, you know, I guess because it's not tangible, people don't want to. You know, I don't understand them. Just try it, guys. Check it out. Read your Bible, whatever your Bible, whichever Bible you have. Don't listen. I mean, I'm not saying don't listen to people because I have pastors and people. My my church that I go to right now is Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, where Dr. Tony Evans preaches and teaches, and and um, but I have another friend. Pastor Willie from Corona Church of Christ. I know a lot of people, but these are just people who are just serving the Lord, who are just believing in this book, who know that these words are true. But and and I do follow them because I do agree with their teaching. But you check it out. Don't let someone just tell you what you need to do. You talk to God because God is open 24 hours, seven days a week. He's a, like a 7-Eleven. He's never going to tell you he's too busy. He's never going to tell, he's never going to go, oh, I'm on the phone with Jennifer, Michelle, or Bob, or Sarah. I can't take your call right now. He's never sleeping. So you fall asleep, no matter how hard it is, you fall asleep because he's going to get you through it. But it's not for all that. Check him out. Give him a chance. Stop, stop blaming him and just know for me, just know he really is real and alive. But if I could meet anyone today and just sit down before I go to heaven, it would be Jesus. It would be Jesus. And I do know I meet him every day. That's not, you know, I go to his cross. I do know that. But I physically would like to just go hang out with him and, and bring him to a coffee shop. And I do bring him to a coffee shop. But I'm telling you physically. Ah, okay. So would you like to close us out in prayer? 
Oh my gosh, I'd absolutely love. Thank you for asking me to do this because I love to take everything to the Lord. Okay, so dear Heavenly Father, I lift you up and I thank you for this wonderful conversation and this fellowship because you say when two or more are gathered, we also are having church. So not only thank you for this wonderful podcast, but thank you that I can glorify you, talk about you, have great friends like Anne and other people and great listeners, but you just protect each and everyone out there, whether it's today on the whatever day today is that they're listening, or it's 10 years from now, or five years that they find this podcast or this or this YouTube channel, that, that they just hear my words and, and know that I'm just a God girl through and through, and that you are really doing the work in and through all of us, and that they learn that you may be shaking us around during this corona time, but you really want the best for us, God, that no weapon formed against you. I ask that no weapon formed against anyone who's listening or hearing or or just and put a hedge of protection over people, and just thank you, God. Just I am so thankful. I give you praise. I may not like my struggle, but I know you are working in and through me. I do know Romans 828 that says all things work together for those who love the Lord and who are called. I do know Deuteronomy 3 31 8 that says you will never leave me or forsake me. So I thank you father for all that. And I just thank you for all the things you're doing in and through me. I thank you and please put an extra protection over, over Anne as well as she blesses you each day and walks with you to help her through whatever. And just thank you for letting me have the gift of grace, Father, the gift of grace, because that is a gift that only you gave and for putting your son on the cross. I, I just can only thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing and pray that people hear this and, and don't turn off this, the, the YouTube channel or the podcast and just listen all the way through because not, you know, to hear my story, but to hear you really are a gracious God. I thank you for everything. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired write something inspiring and share your creation with the world for when you've touched one life you've touched thousands thanks for joining us on inspirational journeys Teresa. thanks for being on the show thank you for having me thank you you are so welcome and guys i would love to encourage you to subscribe to my newsletter um i've moved my newsletter over to a new email list so i will put that link in the show notes or you can send an email to inspired by ann ann is spelled a-n-n inspired by ann at free lists oh wait let me do this again inspired by ann dash request at freelists.org with subscribe in the subject line. I'll get it right in a minute, guys. <laughs> That's inspired by Anne dash requests at freelist freelists.org. And I will have those in the show note, that email address in the show notes as well if you missed it or you didn't quite understand. So do subscribe and also subscribe to this YouTube channel and my podcast, like the video, share the podcast and the video with your friends and have a blessed day, everyone. Thanks for watching and I will see you next week. Hey everybody, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys podcast and I'm here today with Teresa from Struggling Blessed But Not Alone podcast. How are you today, Anne? I'm doing good. How about you, Teresa? I'm good. So what's up? I've got some news for you. Really? What's that? Did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts? No. Can you please share more about that? Okay, so while you're listening to our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals. 
Wait a minute, Anne. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey, guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day. challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Anne Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnnWritesInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at AnnWritesInspiration and on Twitter at AnnWrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters.